0: StarCast returns to the Chicago area this Labor Day weekend. Tickets for StarCast 6 are now on sale at StarCast.com. Join us at the Hyatt Regency Schaumburg starting Friday night, September 1st, for unique fan experiences with wrestling legends from yesterday and superstars from today. Follow StarCast events on Twitter for the latest updates about all things StarCast. Can't be in Chicago? Premier Streaming Network has you covered. Visit StarCastOnPremiere.com and get daily access or save with the weekend bundle. Get all past StarCast, the upcoming wrestling showcase event, as well as thousands of hours of content from your favorite promotions and stars. And two months of Premier Plus for free. Order now at StarCastOnPremiere.com. StarCast 6 is brought to you in part by ProWrestlingCrate.com, monthly mystery crates for die-hard wrestling fans. Plans start at $9.95 and are the perfect gift for any wrestling fan. Visit ProWrestlingCrate.com today.
1: Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be discussing when I defended my TNA title against Sting and Matt Morgan. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How are you doing today, Paul?
2: Hey, Kurt. Great to see you. I'm doing really well, and uh, I'm excited to be here with you again this week right here on the Kurt Angle Show. And, uh, man, before we jump into our topic, I think folks have figured it out by now. We're going to start off with a little bit of sports and pal, you're we're about, to, we are, we're about to start, uh, the football season here soon. And, uh, I thought what we would do this week is find out your preseason prediction on who you're picking
1: Steelers. No. <laughs>
2: to win the super bowl. And I thought I'd make it a little easier for you. So I'm going to ask you, give me two top teams in the AFC and two top teams in the NFC that you see as the proverbial favorites, if you will, to make it to the Super Bowl this year.
1: All right. AFC, I'm going to say Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. The All right. All and right. I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals. I Joe Burrow. Be good team right now. Okay. Uh, NFC, Philadelphia Eagles, and the 49ers. Um, okay. Rock Purdy. Good, good draft this past year. And. They have a strong team so I think uh I think one of those two is going to make it to the Super Bowl. Okay,
2: so now that I've picks, Well, let's let's hold on. I my, nobody cares what I think. So <laughs> now that we've got down to your four, if I put uh, uh, you know, said right now put a gun to your head, who who were the who is going to be the two if you had to pick one from each? Chiefs and Eagles. So you're saying a repeat, a repeat of the Super Bowl. All right. That, that doesn't normally happen, but that's Kurt's prediction. So, listen, we're going to remember this. I
1: think they're the two best teams in the NFL right now.
2: Hey, listen, the Eagles reloaded, or they didn't even need to reload. They loaded up with even more players between the draft. I think they drafted Georgia's entire team and uh, and just what they did there, <laughs> just free agency, bringing in the running back from from the Detroit line. They are loaded. So, it, 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 with the NFL, man, it's all about avoiding injuries. It is part of it. Everybody's
1: going to have injuries too.
2: You know, so you can't
1: make your way around that. But you know what? If you have depth, that's important too.
2: So it's going to be fun. Listen, we're excited. Kurt and I are big football fans. We got to see each other last year at a Steeler game. And uh, who knows? Maybe this season we'll see each other at another Steeler game. I hope Uh, not. And there you go. So we're off to a fast start here on the Kurt angle show F me. And, uh, he says he hopes not. So speaking of that, let's have some fun then. Uh, and this is, I'm going to blame this right on your wife, Giovanna, because she recently posted on her Instagram story that feet finder offered messy 2 million dollars to post feet pics on their website so she tags you and says "Kurt, get those socks off baby and make us some money." So listen, we have listeners. They want to know, Kurt, will you be bearing it all anytime soon ripping off those ankle socks and showing the world your unmanicured toes to make that money?
1: Nobody in this world's going to want to see my toenails. Trust me. I'm an amateur wrestler. There's nothing but fungus <laughs> everywhere on my toes.
2: People could be into that, man. They like all kinds, all sorts, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of freaks out there. I even have some
1: extra toes growing out.
2: Oh, so you have like a sixth toe coming out the side, a and little yeah. Get bunions that could be toes. They have nails growing uh, on them. All right. It's have- not
1: the prettiest. No.
2: Well, Giovanna, there's your answer. The hubby is not taking off the socks to make some money. Yes. But isn't that crazy now? Feet finder. You can, for these celebrities, they're offering millions of dollars. That is
1: ridiculous. Food. Really? Two million dollars. You, you never had a foot fetish, Kurt? No, no, never did. Never want to. Feet are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> no one, my feet look like I don't want to see other people's feet either.
2: Okay. Well, there you go. I thought we'd have a little fun with that and you can blame it on your wife. Moving on, let's talk about wrestling. That's why everybody's here this week. And as I said last week, uh, we did we got done through the SummerSlam run. We did 03, we did 04, we did 05. And we're transitioning into some TNA action and we're here this week talking hard justice, 2009, we have uh, a big debut and you're wrestling two men for your TNA title. And so, uh, let's get started because we're following up on your match against McFoley at victory road, which we covered last month. So if you haven't checked out that episode, make sure you do it's in the archives. Uh, but the impact after that features the story of you and Foley continuing, but first You have a promo, and we're going to talk about that right here from what Dave Meltzer had to say. This is from the July 23rd, 2009 Observer. And he says, Angle had the mic in his hand as he stood with the entire mafia in the ring. This is the main event mafia. And and Kurt, and I'm going to preface this because I'm going to be doing a lot of kind of backstory on this episode. And we have a lot of listeners that followed you in your WWE days, but not as many that maybe followed you in your TNA days. So some of this is a good history lesson, bringing folks up to speed on this. But uh, Meltzer said that, Kurt, first of all, you said that now you're in control. And you want to assure everyone that nobody's getting fired. He said he's a compassionate person. Hmm. He said he wants to give the fans a great show. He said now they're heading to Nashville, Tennessee with a list of demands. He said the front office is willing to work with them. He asked what would happen if they walked out on TNA. He said that, uh, all that would be left would be a bunch of losers who would ride TNA right into the iceberg. The fact is TNA needs the main event mafia. And that is exactly the message that the wrestlers in real life want management to believe. So there you go. Was this art imitating life with the main event mafia here, Kurt? (laughs)
1: Listen, uh, (laughs) okay. That was all written for us. We didn't believe that. And not not by any means when you're talking about AJ styles and Samoa Joe and what they've been able to accomplish in TNA, um, it wasn't just us, the main event mafia. Now, storyline, yeah, that, that was us, you know, acting like we were better than everybody else. But no, no. I I didn't have that feeling in my head at least. How
2: was the uh, main event mafia backstage? You guys were you a strong unit, getting along, having fun, or or no?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what? We we were we gave a lot of advice out. Like we, we were the ones that um, people would go to for advice, you know, for matches and stuff or promos. So, you know, Kevin Nash and uh, Booker T and Scott Steiner and, uh, you know, Sting and myself, we, um, we were the guys that people would go to. I mean, we were the ones that were uh, had the most experience. And uh, so we weren't like, hey, we're better than everybody else. We're not talking to anybody else. We were good at communicating with everybody backstage. So Main Event Mafia backstage, we were just one of the other boys.
2: One of the uh, challenges or I guess some feedback too that fans have called out or noticed or whatever the case may be is that it seems like whoever was the champion in TNA, you know, they had a lot of control. And then you always typically had at least three people that were different authority figures in in the company as well. Do you feel like that as a result of that, there was a, a big logic gap sometimes in
1: TNA? Yeah, because the champion always called the shots and the champion was always right. The champion always said what what would go on. It was kind of weird because we did have authority figures that we should have been listening to and following, but the champion usually did whatever he wanted to do.
2: Well, Meltzer goes on to say, Kurt said Nash, Booker T and Steiner are willing to put their titles up for grabs for the fans entertainment. He said with Jeff Jarrett at home and Sting licking his wounds thousands of miles away, there's only one person left to deal with. That's Mick Foley. He asked, What does Mick Foley really do? He said he lets the inmates run the asylum, and he's not the wrestler he once was. He said that he's just taking up space in his sweatpants. Foley's music then interrupted. Angle's whole promo was disguised as a heel promo, but in reality, it was propaganda that matches the reality of TNA that the Millionaires Club had created and that management has enabled. Were you worried that they kept booking Mick in the ring with you at this
1: point, Kurt? No, I mean, listen, Mick, no matter what you think about Mick or whether he was over the hill or whatever, Mick is an experienced wrestler. He's been in the ring for numerous years, 30 something years. He can kind of promo better than anybody else. He'd go in that ring, even if he didn't wrestle for 10 years and he could still have a great match. I didn't, I wasn't that concerned that Mick was in the ring and, and, you know, it wouldn't have mattered to me if we would have wrestled 25 times or 50 times, I, you know, getting in the ring with Mick Foley. I was never concerned about that.
2: Yeah. Well, the story continues here because Foley says, uh, Foley said he did make him tap. He said he wanted to get away for a while until he heard what he was trying to convince the frontal office. He said on Sunday night, everyone in the mafia backed up what they had bragged about. He said, everyone else dropped the ball and no one did worse than him. Foley said as as far as not being the wrestler he used to be, for 10 minutes in the impact zone, he was the wrestler he used to be. He said that he ran out of gas and perhaps ran out of guts, and he was the better man that night. He said he knows what it's like to have a bad day on at least 12 occasions since he's a 13-time champion. I love that line. Foley said it's a joke, though, to to say TNA could not exist without them. Angle said for the last 10 months, Foley has been telling the front office that TNA would be nothing without him. He said if it wasn't for him and Joe outsmarting him, he'd still be working that front office for years to come. He told Foley, I'm the man, not you. He said he could kick his ass to the curb right now if he wanted to, but he's not going to because he has one last thing he wants from him. He held up a keychain with the letters TNA attached. He said those are the keys to his office. He said, they're going to put those keys high on a pole. Here we go with a pole. And all he has to do to get his office back and save what little dignity he has is to climb it with his sprained ankled ass up that pole and grab those keys. <laughs> Look at you laughing. He said, <laughs> if he does that, the office is his and he can save what dignity he has. He said he'd see him later tonight. Kurt, why are we always doing pole matches in TNA? Why did Vince Russo have some kind of addiction to pole matches, dude?
1: I don't know. I don't know, but we did quite a bit of them. And Mick Foley in a pole match, uh, (laughs) that's the last thing you want him to do is be climbing any ladders or anything like that. Or a pole. Yeah, yeah.
2: How about pole? Come on. A pole is a little, st- is a stick. What are we doing?
1: I mean, with his sprained ass angles. I, mean, I think Vince Russo loved poles.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe that's a stripper pole. I don't know. What are you did he hit a pole pull his ass? I don't know what's going on here with this booking. <laughs> but, uh, so there we go. We got a pole match. Uh, Mick Foley defeats Kurt Angle via DQ in nine minutes. Foley was gimpy from the start. Well, that sounds, sounds like fun. They played up how difficult it would be for him to climb the pole. You think, you think. They, I mean, Foley managed to fight off Angle with punches and knock him to the floor. He then went for the keys again. He was very slow and Angle returned to the ring and yanked him hard at the mat. At three minutes, they cut to a break with both men down on the mat. After the break, Foley caught ankle with a double arm DDT. Mike Tanay was doing a good job pushing the importance of this match. Foley put on a sock and applied the mandible claw. One of Kurt's favorite moves to take. (laughs) Speaking of, of foot fetishes, I'm surprised TNA and Foley haven't come up with a new name for Mr. Socko. This is Meltzer. Foley had angle knocked out from the mandible claw. Oh, such a devastating move. As he was about to climb and get the keys, Samoa Joe led the mafia to the ring. Joe knocked Foley off the top rope. Oh, and Foley took a dangerous looking backward flip bump on the mat. You guys are trying to kill this guy. (laughs) The ref called for the bell and DQ would angle Meltzer gave it a quarter of a star. A DQ in this match makes
1: no sense though. Right, Kurt? I mean, what are we doing? I don't know. A pull match should be no DQ to begin with. So right? I have no idea what we were doing and why we were doing it. Sometimes things just didn't make sense, to be honest with you.
2: <laughs> I mean, and and they wonder why people had, never mind, issues with substance abuse. <laughs> because you're working for this company, okay? Was Mick in any condition to wrestle here?
1: Uh, you know what? I will tell you this. Before the match, he said, listen, you've got to take it easy on me. Don't be as intense as you usually are. And, uh, you know, I, I I understood. I mean, Mick probably didn't wrestle for a long time when he came down to TNA. And he, he came to the company. Um, he wasn't wrestling much at all. So um, I knew that his conditioning was not good. Uh, he was more worried about blowing up and getting tired than anything else, than the actually getting injured. And uh, I understood that. So, I tried not to be as intense in that match, and it wasn't that long anyway. I knew that we didn't have to go that long, but, um, you know, Mick, put it this way, he's had better days, and, you know, that's that's where I'm going to leave it. (laughs) <laughs> hey,
2: thank God you didn't treat him like you treated Eugene in summer. <laughs> right, right. Uh,
1: definitely not. Yeah, you're not going to treat Mick Foley that way. No way. <laughs> I mean, my God. So uh,
2: how hard is it though to drag, and I'm not saying, you know, Mick on this night, but to wrestle and carry someone to a TV match when they're just not able to perform like they
1: would want to, you're really it's, doing all the it's work. Not, dude. It's not easy. It's not easy, but Mick, Mick was experienced, you know, Mick, Mick took certain bumps and, he did what he had to do. Um, he took a couple of dangerous bumps, too. But that's Mick Foley. You know, He's always going to take a dangerous dump, bump or two. Uh, but um, You almost
2: said a dangerous dump. A dump bump. <laughs> No, but a bump. I got gotcha. <laughs> you.
1: His know dump have to what, be pretty uh, dangerous, I, too. Put it this way. I would take Mick any day in the ring, whether he was in good condition or not. Uh, Mick's an experienced worker and... You know, one thing I know is by the end of the match, he's going to take some kind of dangerous bump and then he's going to lose. (laughs) That's what he always does. (laughs) But we'll all love him
2: for it. You know what I mean? He's just going to become a bigger star as a result. We continue the story afterward. Angle shouted at Foley as the mafia held on to him. He said his next card would be his last card. Bobby Lashley's music then played and he walks out onto the stage. Angle smiled and Steiner applauded. Lashley slapped hands on his way to the ring, which isn't the best way to build to a surprise turn on the mafia, but oh well. He then hugged Angle. The fans booed. Foley looked on helplessly. Lashley readied himself to punch Foley, but then turned and punched Angle and clotheslined the rest of the mafia members. Don West yelled, What's going on here? Tanay said, The mixed martial arts star, the world wrestling champion, Bobby Lashley, taking it to the main event mafia. Take that, Don West. <laughs> How was that for Mike Tanay? Was that okay? That was pretty damn good. The show ended with the mafia fuming at ring slot side as Lashley posed in the ring. But man, what do you think having Lashley debut like this and turn babyface? Do you think it was the
1: right move? Yeah, I mean, Listen, we had to even up the sides, you know, we were already talent heavy with the main event mafia. We had to make sure the other side had enough, you know, good talent too. You know, you have AJ and Joe and those guys, but having Bobby on the other side, I think he evened it up a little bit. What about,
2: uh, let's throw this out. Yeah. Having you and Lashley in the group at the same time and then build something off of you
1: know, that. Like Bloodline. Yeah. Or was yeah, this? That would have been a good idea. Okay. Of course, be you know the bloodline's doing that right now. I wish we would have had that information back then.
2: Yeah, you <laughs> wish you could have stole that, you know, back yes, then. I got gotcha. you. Yes. Hey guys, need to call a quick timeout here. Wanted to tell your
3: listeners what I've been telling my listeners over at Oh, you didn't know for a while now about all the cool things
0: happening over at AdsFreeShows.com. Conrad sits down with a pioneer of wrestling television production director Dan Biden who discusses his journey through WCW, ROH, MLW, and where it all began for him, world-class.
4: What really was the, uh, the thing that, that catapulted it was one, working with Rick Flair. He came to the territory and wrestled with the Von Erich boys and gave us so much uh, gravitas. And two, the greatest feud in the history of wrestling the Freebird Von Eric feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were there at the hottest time with the hottest show and we took over the world.
0: The Yeti, Ron Reese sits down with Ad Free Shows members to talk about his infamous night at Halloween Havoc and how it was received by the boys in the back. Oh remember no, it? I
1: remember like, Arn Anderson told me that that was the drizzling shits, and Dusty Rose was like, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. I'm just like, <laughs>
3: That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why Ads Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adsfreeshows.com.
0: Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about...
2: So let's talk about Don West. He's someone that we don't get to talk a, a lot about on the show. Uh, favorite memories of Don, recently passed away. You know
1: what? Uh, I love Don. He was a class act. Um, he, uh, I loved his distinct voice. He yeah. had a really raspy, deep voice. And him and Mike Tanay would call matches, and they were really good. They had yes. great chemistry together. I absolutely loved them. I loved them as much as I love JR and Jerry the King. I really did. They had the same kind of chemistry
2: excited. I mean, you're not going to find anybody more knowledgeable than the professor Mike Tenay, Don West. You talk about creating excitement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was really good at it.
2: My goodness. And uh, so there's that definitely the next, one
1: of exciting announcers.
2: Yeah. Definitely. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, the next week on impact, the show opens with Kurt angle, lecturing the main event mafia about how nobody does that to them. He said they're talking out anyone who gets they're, Oh, they're t- I'm sorry, they're taking out anyone who gets in their way. The main event mafia walked out, including Taz. Okay, Engel said somebody tried to cross the boss last week, which he said is bad for ratings. It's bad for management. It's bad for the fans, and so on. He said a severe price must be paid. Man, Kurt, I'm getting scared. He then finally mentioned Bobby Lashley by name and said they had an agreement and Lashley took a great big dump on it. Speaking of dumps, there you go. You just used the same line there, but now Ashley's taking a dump on it. Lashley, he said, uh, the main event mafia doesn't do business with people who make stupid decisions like that. Kurt asked Lashley to walk out to the ring, or else they're going to find him and disassemble him piece by piece. Kurt, you sound pretty sinister here. I'm scared.
1: I was pretty angry at this point. In time. This is
2: this is how you talk to me before we hit the record button on these shows. <laughs> this guys, this is how it is. I just want you all to know that. Well, let's talk about Taz. Well. <laughs> let's talk about Taz because we don't talk about him a lot, and uh, here he is in the main event Mafia. Do you think he added anything to the group?
1: Yeah, you know what, Taz, he he was a huge star. I mean, in ECW, he was the biggest star in ECW. And him going to WWE, he made a great debut, had a good, you know. Because it was against you. It was against me, (laughs) yeah. Right. But, I mean, he did choke me out and, you know even though it was a legal choke, but I, I'm not complaining about that. I love it. But you know, no, he was a big star and you know what? He was able to parlay that career into a, an announcing career and he became a big announcer, a star announcer for WWE. So now you have him down at TNA. He's a big star. So having him in the main event mafia, whether he was going to wrestle or not, or be a talking piece or whatever he is, yeah, he's valuable to the company. He's valuable to the mafia.
2: It's something, man. How he transitioned from the wrestling, his wrestling career because of injury, into the commentary booth, and he did that here in TNA
1: too. He he did, and he did an incredible job of it. And, and you know what i I couldn't do that. I I know myself, and I know my limitations. But Taz, he could talk all day long, all night long. This guy is like a chatterbox. He could talk about anything and everything. I mean, he the kid is just intelligent. You know, he. It, their words fly out of his mouth. I don't even know what they mean.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I could totally Especially see that. With that New York accent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and now he's killing it on AEW. you know, he's, he's, he's part of the permanent part of their commentary team and, uh, what a career he's having. So the story continues. Lashley walked out onto the stage into the ring. TNA said he's a two sport athlete balancing MMA and TNA. Lashley said that uh, the main event mafia is the greatest assembly of champions ever. He said he wanted to be part of the group. He said, then he saw that they weren't hungry anymore. He said, he still wants titles. He said, they want to steal and cheat. He said, unlike Samoa Joe and Taz angle can't buy him angle said he can't be bought because he's young and stupid angle bragged that they make up the over 75% of TNA's payroll. Uh, I don't think you were lying at that point. Uh, (laughs) And he said, yeah, and Sting and Jeff Jarrett make up 20 more percent, leaving 5% for everyone else. That's, that's from Dave Meltzer. Lashley said he walked out there to make angle an offer. He can't refuse McFoley's music then plays angle looks distressed. Wow. This is great storytelling. I feel like this is a, I'm on the edge of my seat here, Kurt. Does this story though make sense when you bring it in payroll into it? Because I'm not, I'm not sure that this is the
1: way you want to go bring it in p- payroll, bro. You know what? Saying that five guys in the company control 75% of the payroll and the other 25 and then the other two have 20% and the rest of the roster. I mean, talk about setting a, a, a bad uh, message. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is not what you want to do. You you want to make the wrestlers, you want to make the fans believe all the wrestlers are wealthy and they all have money and they're all big stars. And by doing that, you're degrading the company. You really are. Especially, especially what I said was degrading.
2: It's a little. It is a little too too much inside baseball. You know.
1: It is. It is yeah. It's yeah. You know, even we got, if it was true.
2: Even though you were a millionaire angle down there, you know, (laughs) what are we doing? This is probably not that healthy for the locker room. We go on with the story. Foley said Lashley is right. Then he'll have an offer for him. He can't refuse. He thanked Lashley for saving his buttocks last week on impact. He said he did so by kicking main events, mafia's butt all over the impact zone. He said he had a favor to ask a Kurt angle. He asked him to look into the camera and he can see the TNA executive sitting around the table. He waved at Dixie. He said, they're sitting around waiting for ratings to come in because Angle claimed they can deliver ratings. Foley offered Angle a tag team match. He and Lashley versus Angle and big sexy Kevin Nash. He said, it's a tag match, but the singles titles are both on the line. He said that way, if either he or Lashley pins Angle, they're the TNA champion. Same with Nash. Wes said it sounded one-sided. Foley said if they win, they get the monster ratings they've been promising everyone. Angle stepped toward Lashley and said if he wants to try to show him up, it's on. Other main event mafia members held him back from going after Lashley. Kurt is not playing around. Was so, angry. was this the right way to put Lashley in the ring for the first time ever in TNA as we look back at this?
1: Well, yeah, it, it was. Because you're putting in t- you're putting them together with all the top guys in the company. True. I mean, you really you have all that muscle out there. Might as well add Bobby Lashley to it. I think it was I think it was a great debut for Bobby.
2: Why did TNA love having tag matches with single singles uh, <laughs> matches on the line?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They did it all the time. I have no idea what that means. You know, having a tag match. And the world title and the legends title is on the line. If someone gets pinned. So if someone pins Kurt angle, they win the world title. If someone pins Kevin Nash, they win the legends title. That, that makes no sense. It's a freaking tag match. So we
2: have that this week, along with their obsession with, with pole matches. So we're having some fun <laughs> this week. Do you think they mentioned Dixie so much because it made her happy? Kurt be honest.
1: No, no. Well, no. oh, I don't think so. I, I you know what? Uh, Dixie, I right, I'm not gonna lie. Dixie loved you know having some press. Yeah, FaceTime. She, she wasn't over the top about it. Uh, Dixie's not the kind of person that's gonna be like, "Hey, put me on TV just so I can be on." Yeah,
2: say my name.
1: <laughs> right, or say my name on TV. She's gonna want to be a part of an important storyline or something that she could be useful for. But no, Dixie is a class act. She uh, she never tried to get on there just to be
2: famous. No. Okay. And you have a great relationship at this
1: point. I had or? a really strong relationship with Dixie. Um, it's about as strong as it gets between a employee and their boss. Definitely. That's great. So I'm Make, not going to knock any shit on her.
2: Oh, I know you won't. And you've you're said asking it before.
1: me, you're talking to the wrong person.
2: Oh, I don't want you to, I want you. I just want to, I'm just looking for your honest opinion. If that's your honest opinion, that's what not I at think. all. I'm not looking for clickbait. Do you think I want to see our show in the headlines? Let's talk about Paul Heyman. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Let's talk about Paul Heyman. I'm kidding. All right. So Mick Foley and Bobby Lashley beat Kurt angle and Kevin Nash in six minutes. Wow. That's a real classic when Foley pinned Nash to become the new TNA legends champion after angle and Nash walked out Lashley's music played, but he didn't walk out angle whistled. Okay. Wes said he was the cat that ate the canary. Foley though, came out angle, met him on the ramp Foley got the better of angle. And then entered the ring angle and Nash regrouped at ringside. This match began with three minutes left in the second hour. West said Foley has nothing left to lose. Nash and angle took control early after the bell officially started the match. Foley came back with a double arm implant DDT at four minutes. Don West said there's no quitting Foley, but there should be. He applied the mandible claw on Kurt angle. Don West accused Foley of using a foreign object, the sock. Hmm. Nash broke it up with a big boot and applied an ankle lock. The lights went out and stings music played. The lights came on. Sting was standing in the crowd, pointing a bat at Nash and angle. The lights went out again. When they came back on Lashley was standing in the ring with his head bandaged. He knocks out Nash with a spear and then Foley scores a three count. How many stars do you think Dave Meltzer gave this match?
1: One and a quarter.
2: He gave it one star. (laughs) <laughs> he was a huge fan of what was happening right now at DNA. There was so much going on in this six minutes that it's almost too much. Sting. Lashley's first match. Make wins a title. Is this
1: tough to navigate from your point of view? It was a lot, but sometimes a lot is good. Sometimes being overwhelmed is good. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes not knowing your head from your asshole is good. All night long. We got We got to Like we got shit to do. <laughs> Some good about them. I mean,
2: <laughs> right. But there is it's a lot. There's a lot of uh chaos. There and, is. There was a yeah. lot
1: going on. All in one match. It was. It was really busy. Really busy. While
2: we're here talking about it, give me your opinion on the Legends Championship in TNA.
1: I liked it because if you're a Legends Champion, you're either a legend or you're going to be a future legend, and I I think it's a really cool name for a title. Uh, you know, Legends title. It means you're not the champion, but you're a legend. I, I like it. So you could have two
2: older folks, uh, wrestle for a title and become a legends champion, <laughs> Yes, even if they had it now.
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. So bro. Kurt, if you come
2: back, could we see you ultimately? Wrestle the for a, title. You could be yeah. a Legends champion once again.
1: Yeah. They're uh, just going to let people. It would be a, for people over 60. So let's go
2: ahead. Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, do something that we haven't done here on the show. Let's do a health update. How are you feeling, Kurt? Let's, because then everybody will be like, oh, is you going to come back for WrestleMania
1: 40? <laughs> How are you
2: feeling physically? Not
1: good Kurt? enough to come back to wrestle. How's that?
2: That's good. I, 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 is your arm, are you having a problem with your arm?
1: My shoulder? Yes. Tell me about it. I have it. to have a shoulder replacement surgery. Get
2: out. Yes. So That's when did you figure that out?
1: Um, about six months ago, my doctor told me before he injected it with Novocaine.
2: So oh, I get injected
1: my shoulder right now, just to
2: that. Your right, your right shoulder.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my knees are good. My back is okay. You're turning in the Bionic Man when I it's neck, all said and done. Man. My neck's not too bad, but my shoulder is hurting pretty bad. Is it? So I'm gonna have a uh, eventually I'm gonna have shoulder replacement surgery. Actually, I want to do this movie first before I do it. Okay. Well, we'll get into that
2: maybe down the road when you're more comfortable talking about the movie. But I think it's cool because people do like to hear updates from time to time on how you're doing health-wise because we care, Kurt.
1: Yeah. Thank you for caring. And I'm I'm not in a bad position right now. I'm not too bad.
2: Okay. I All could right. be worse. Yeah. yeah. All right. So shoulder eventually shoulder replacement. So, there you go. By the way, I and this take it for what it's worth, it's interesting. I heard of a guy lately that went and had his both shoulders replaced and he had him done in India. Wow. Because why? Because not only the 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 expense of of going over there, but because also how evolved they are in the medical field when it comes to that they specific are, surgery. They
1: are. You know what? It's crazy cuz Pittsburgh, we have a lot of Indian doctors here.
2: Yeah but he literally went over there for a month and got both shoulders replaced and says he feels like a million bucks after you know, that was I, over.
1: You know what? I I had, uh, got actually, uh, the doctor that did my shoulder ejection was Dr. Agarwal. He's Indian.
2: Yeah. Okay. So anyway, well, listen, we'll continue with the story here. Thanks for the update, Kurt. We move on to the next week's impact. They went on the footage of Kurt Angle getting out of his limo. Cause that's just what you did. You styled your profile back then in the main event mafia and Eric young, and he's got a newly shaved head. He's stepping out. He joined, he joined us, the bald brothers. He put his arm around angle and he said, this will be good for all of us. Eric young here, Kurt recently returned to impact in a big way. What did you think of Eric and your time with him in
1: TNA? I loved Eric. I thought he was hilarious. I thought he was funny, entertaining. I, I actually could not take him seriously. Like when he was doing this main event mafia gimmick, I was like, this ain't fucking happening. Like this, this kid is way too goofy to do this. Right. Cause he was always doing something goofy. You know, Eric Young was so fun. He was a lot of fun to watch and he was hilarious. And I, I just couldn't picture him in this position.
2: That sounds like somebody that we need to have on the show sometime because we it sounds like we would have Eli
1: one. definitely. Him or Jay Lethal. I'm telling you, Jay
2: Lethal. Too. Well we had Jay on, remember and it was yeah, and yeah, we had it, a good time with him. Money. But Eric Young, if he's if he's like that, I think he, the three of us would have a good time. So we'll have to get we'll have to get into Eric Young, maybe. They're
1: both funny dudes, man. <laughs>
2: So Meltzer continues with the story. As usual, the main event mafia walked to the ring to introduce the show. Booker T seems like he's very amused with himself as usual. Angle talked about Mick Foley, allegedly winning the legends title last week from Kevin Nash. He said two things went wrong in that match. First sting was up in the crowd, causing a distraction and Bobby Lashley calls damage. He said he talked to the TNA board of directors and they agreed. The decision was a complete and utter sham. They said the only way they let the decision stand is if Nash, uh, Nash got a rematch. At hard justice, he said he has been forced to strike a deal because everyone is ganging up on them. He pointed to the entrance set and out walked the world elite faction. So, did you guys open the show way too much in TNA at this point, or was it just too much you know
1: every why? week? Be part of the show? Oh, why wouldn't there. we? I mean, if you think about it, there were five of us, sometimes six, and we had a program with each one of the wrestlers. So the six storylines that were going on in TV were six of the main event mafia characters. So we had to open up every time that we hadn't, we didn't have a choice. We were the show.
2: So there was never, Hey, maybe we don't open with us this time. It was like, okay, here no, we go. Let's like, do this let's
1: Open with the main event mafia.
2: And here we let's come go,
1: go over, all, over all the programs.
2: Yep. We're the studs. Yeah. Meltzer goes on, Eric Young told Kurt Angle that it's his honor and privilege to be taking over TNA side by side with Angle. He said his men are 100% dedicated to the cause and willing to do whatever it takes. He said if the American fans treated them as stars, this could have all been avoided. He said it's now about more than Lashley and Foley and Sting. It's about an entire disgusting nation that should be held personally, personally responsible. He said the nation should feel deep, terrible guilt for what they're about to do to their heroes boys let the cleansing begin. He closed. Let me ask you this, Kirk. Do you think there were too many factions here? You, you have this world elite buddying up to the main event mafia, or do you like this, this whole, faction? um,
1: you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. Factions have always been good ideas. They've always been, uh, acceptable. Um, I think there have been factions throughout wrestling since the beginning of it. Um, so did we have too many at that particular time? Uh, I think we had at around this particular time we had aces and AIDS. we had uh, main event Mafia, we had the world elite and Hernandez and homicide they were LAx along with uh, the girl. I think it was Michelle or something I forget her name. but um, there were a lot of factions uh, so factions are popular in wrestling that's what that's what draws money that's what how you sell merchandise so. We had a lot
2: of factions. Yeah. Factions can hit. That's for sure. We continue with the story. Jeremy Borash told Foley backstage that he never thought he'd see young and angle together. Foley said, no one is bigger than the business. He said, TNA is bigger than any one wrestler. He said, it's going to war. Sting and Lashley walked in the room. Sting said, it's showtime. Lashley said, let's do it. Were you happy, Kirk, to have Sting
1: back? And did you know you were going to be working with him? I was happy to have Sting back. And you know what? I didn't work with Sting nearly enough as I should have. I mean, him and I were in TNA together for what? 10, 11 years? We only worked a few times. That's ridiculous. We were the two top guys in the company. and We barely ever worked together.
4: So yes, I was excited about working with Sting. Hey guys, Eric Bischoff here to talk to you about my friends over at SaveWithConrad.com. Are you looking to get out of debt? Conrad and his team can make that happen faster than me firing the Hockey Talk Man. Wow. And you know that controversy creates cash, right? Do you know what doesn't create cash? Credit card debt. Uh-huh. Save with Conrad can help you consolidate high interest credit cards and all of your other debt into one low monthly payment. They can even help you get the cash you need for home improvements or anything else. They've helped 83 weeks listeners save 500 600 700 even $800 a month. Seriously, your papers are going to go down faster than Nitro ratings in 2000. Ouch! And how about this? No house payments for two months. That's right, no house payments for two months. And unlike the dirt sheets, man, the reviews do not lie with over 1,000 five star reviews. Find out for yourself how much Conrad and his team can save you by checking out SaveWithConrad.com today. Be grateful you did. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo!
2: Let's talk about what Sting did. So he defeats Brutus Magnus. That's right. We know him as Nick Aldis now. Via tap out in six minutes, Magnus tried to attack Sting after the match, but Sting caught him with an elbow and punched away at him in the corner. The World Elite ran out. Sting fended them off one at a time, but eventually they outnumbered and overwhelmed him. Bobby Lashley and Mick Foley made the save and cleared the ring. Mike Tenay touted Lashley again as a former... World wrestling champion and undefeated MMA fighter, Kurt Angle, Steiner, and Joe charged to the ring and turned the tables. Once again, Hernandez came out swinging a giant chair to clear the ring of everyone except sting Lashley and Foley. But, uh, as I said, you got Nick Aldis here, uh, who's Brutus Magnus from world elite. I want to ask you something about him because he recently had a tryout with WWE as a producer, according to reports. So we've had Nick on the show before. What are your thoughts on him being a a potential producer?
1: You know what? The kid has years and years of experience. He really does. I think he'd make an incredible producer, especially for WWE. He's been in TNA. He's been in uh, NWA. He's been all over the world, Japan. So uh, this kid has so much experience. He has a lot to offer. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, we're excited and we hope it certainly works out for Nick too. And uh, we get to the go-home impact here, Kurt. And uh, it ends with Matt Morgan pinning AJ Styles. Kurt Angle and Sting were at ringside. Meltzer said, very good match. Again, probably as good as any Matt Morgan match ever. The thing about that is, when it was over, it was more impressive seeing AJ Styles get a match out of Morgan than Morgan actually coming across like a star. However, his carbon footprint finish looked great. And there was a good post-match segment. Sting helped Styles to the back the main event mafia comes out and talks about how they've had their eyes on Matt Morgan. Morgan noted that it makes no sense since he's been trying to get in and they continue to shut the door on him. Kurt angle tried to play that down. Nah, 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 but ultimately talked about doing things for the team. Matt Morgan asked why a 13 time world champion would need his help. Angle said he wasn't asking for help. He was demanding it. (laughs) Morgan didn't respond well to that and attacked Kurt angle. So here we go, Kurt. Was there talk about putting Matt Morgan in the main event mafia, or was that just all part of storyline?
1: No, there was talk about putting him in the main event mafia. I do remember. And that was, Matt never reached his potential in WWE or TNA. I think that he could have given a lot more to the business. I think that, um, he should have been a world champion. He was that talented. So I was looking forward to working with Matt. Definitely.
2: Do you have any idea at this point why he was added to your match?
1: Uh, I, I believe because they wanted to push this kid hard. Okay. I, I honestly believe that's the reason why they, they wanted to give this kid a chance and uh, he, an opportunity that, that he never had before.
2: We uh, we're going to talk about um, how you wrestled him at bound for glory in a few months, but man, this is a big deal. Uh, the observer says, let's face it. There are two things about Kurt angle, which seem diametrically opposed, but are actually tied together. He was probably the single most driven professional wrestler in the business. One of the best of his era. Look at Kurt's smile and inc- <laughs> an incredible athlete. And he certainly from the outside appears to have some things going on. It is that drive though, that makes him go to lengths. Few would in the ring, given his condition at 40 with apparent nerve damage that has caused his arms to atrophy. He is still consumed with it, at least on pay-per-view shows, proving himself to be the best wrestler in the business. He is likely going to greater lengths for lesser returns, a cycle that is going to likely continue. So Kurt, were you starting to feel the issues with your body and injuries at this point or what?
1: Oh yeah, my arms were atrophying because of my neck. Uh, I was I was getting a lot of injuries, knees, shoulders, everything. Um it, you know, wrestling took a wear and tear on me. Pro wrestling, especially the bumping and everything I did for this business. I, I really put everything I had into the business. I didn't leave anything left. I mean, everything I put out there, uh, I could say, honestly say that I gave everything I had to the business and there's nothing more for me to give. Kurt,
2: to wrap up this episode, we are going to watch the match between you, Matt, Morgan, and Sting. We're going to do some fan questions like we've done for some other longer match watch along. So, But we're going to listen to the intro because th- today they're going to build up the story as far as this three-way match. Um, and so this is what, how we're going to finish the show. This is from August 16th, 2009. Uh, the great thing here is if you subscribe to our YouTube page, uh, the Angle Pod. You can watch this without a filter. So you can watch it just like Kurt and I are today. Uh, Kurt, here we go. This is from Hard Justice. You, Matt Morgan, and Sting. Let's check it out.
4: Main Event Mafia. Currently available to you and your group of esteemed colleagues. Matt Morgan is here to make his time now. My patience is thin. It's about time you make the right decision and make that right decision quickly. Champion or no champion. I do damn tell you that this guy right here, the Blueprint, is getting in the Mafia.
3: For Matt Morgan, this three-match series against AJ Styles could be a career changer. He is just two wins away from moving into his first pay-per-view main event, a World Heavyweight Championship match at Heart Justice. A win in this series could secure... Matt Morgan's spot with Kurt Angle and company. No! It's over! What an impressive victory for the blueprint,
4: Matt Morgan. At Hard Justice, it's gonna be the blueprint, Matt Morgan. First, Salipico Mellis, Kurt Angle. Versus poor old Sting. One small last favor, and you're in the mafia. You can't mean to tell me Hurt Angle is actually suggesting that I help him retain his world title this Sunday at Hurt Justice, right? If you think for one second I'm going to pass this opportunity up just for you, you're crazy, Kurt. I'm going to come in as the blueprint Matt Morgan, and you can damn sure guarantee I'm walking out. The new TNA World Heavyweight Champion.
0: The icon, team, the Godfather. The Brits, the Matt Morgan, the TNA World Heavyweight Championship.
3: And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we have been anticipating. This is what we have been waiting for. It's main event time at Hard Justice, and the TNA World Heavyweight Championship is going on the line in a three-way matchup. Let's look at the three competitors now in the tail of the tape, and it's pretty obvious when you see that experience edge of the Icon Sting. But then take a look at the height, the weight, advantage of the blueprint, Matt Morgan. And speaking of Matt Morgan, It was the best of three series win by Morgan over AJ Styles that has catapulted him to his first pay-per-view main event and his first world title shot. The defending world champion Kurt Angle insists he's going to use his power to make this Sting's last chance to become TNA World Heavyweight Champion. And earlier tonight here at Heart Justice, the main event Mafia Godfather closed the deal with the blueprint. Questions we're about to answer right here. Can Kurt Angle and Matt Morgan work together to eliminate Sting and Keep the TNA title the power and the control
4: in the family As you watch Matt Morgan walk to the ring You you wonder is the allure of the world championship too much for him when he gets that opportunity will he be able to work with Kurt or will he have to try to take that title belt home? It's going to be something. He earned the right by beating AJ Styles now for the first time.
2: So Kurt, as we uh, watch this together, the whole storyline is that during the show uh, Meltzer spells this out too on The Observer, that you met with Morgan and got Morgan to agree that you two are going to work together in this match and that if that happens, Morgan's going to be in the Mafia. And it didn't matter which of the two of you guys would win, uh, because the title would stay in the Mafia. Um, do you remember kind of this and this kind of being the 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 whole story as you guys entered the match?
1: Yeah, yeah. We just wanted to make sure we we retain the title, the main event Mafia, and we wanted to make sure that Sting did get the title. So, yes, you're right.
2: Well, we're gonna get into this match here, and uh, and as as we're watching here, we're gonna. Get all of you down here to ring. Matt's now coming to the ring. Here comes Sting. A lot of this is is intro. And so I'm going to just fast forward here if you're watching uh, along with us. Here you go, Kurt. Look at you uh, with that classic TNA championship. One of my favorite TNA championship belts.
1: It was my favorite TNA championship, too.
2: All right, let's. Uh, Kurt, whose idea was it for you to come up from the ground like that? Was that a TNA thing or your idea?
1: That was my idea. <laughs> okay.
2: I, I loved it. It was a great effect. And I mean, you had it while you were down there. I just.
1: Yeah, I took it from uh, Ray Mysterio, but except I didn't, they didn't catapult me out. They just rose me nice and slowly. And here
2: you are freshly shaven. You've had the beard and the stubble. What the heck? Look. I didn't
1: even notice that till now.
2: Yeah. You, you took it all off for this one.
1: Now this was a time when I was uh, when I had to lose thirty pounds for Warrior the movie.
2: Yeah, we're going to notice a big difference here. I, it's funny because we had just watched again two thousand five SummerSlam, and I think we're going to see a dramatic difference in what you look like here in two thousand nine uh, as you take the shirt off.
1: I got down to one ninety five.
2: <laughs> Let's listen to Jeremy Borash as he does the intros. <sighs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen,
5: the following contest is scheduled for one fall and is your hard justice main event, a three-way matchup for the TNA Heavyweight Championship of the World. When the bell rings, the man in charge, TNA official, Mr. Earl Hapner. And now, ladies and gentlemen, live from Universal Studios Orlando, Florida, it's time main event of the evening. Introducing first of all, standing in the corner to my right, standing seven feet tall and weighing in this morning at 330 pounds. This last Thursday night on Impact, he earned this opportunity to be in the main event of Hard Justice, challenging for the heavyweight championship of the world for his first time in his seven-year career. Ladies Gentlemen, this is the blueprint, Matt Morgan. And now, ladies and gentlemen, introducing standing in the corner to my left. He weighed in this morning at 265 pounds and comes to us from Venice Beach, California. Ladies and gentlemen, legendary Icon
2: Steve! guy's timeless. What's that? He's timeless. Isn't he something? I was just thinking the same thing. The guy still looks exactly like that when I'm watching him on TV. I know. Look at you, man. You were so light. I was scared. Yeah. You can, you can see too in your eyes. You were just, uh, yeah, you were just yeah, they're and stuck
1: in the back of my head. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's, uh, it's something else, but man, you're still out here performing, you know, is this probably the latest you've been since when high school, maybe
1: since ninth grade. <sighs> yeah.
2: Wow. Mm-hmm. As we, uh, kick the match off here, Kurt, I want to get into some fan questions. We're going to start with a Matt Morgan question, You know, it's impressive. He comes out here, seven footer, over 300 pounds. And Dylan says, uh, Kurt, do you think that WWE dropped the ball with Matt Morgan? Uh, he was a part of WWE, obviously a lot of talent in WWE, but now he comes down here. He's a bigger fish, a little bit of a smaller pond. Do you think WWE though, could have done more with him? They
1: definitely could have. But from what I was told was he created a lot of heat because he was hard to work with. Hmm. And I think that's the reason why Matt Morgan didn't make it in WWE. Now, when he came to TNA, he was easy to work with. He was agreeable to everything, got along with everybody. So I didn't see any of that, but that's what I was told.
2: So uh, Dylan goes on and says, where does Kurt rank the TNA belt out of all the many, many titles he won? So this belt here, you said it was your favorite, right? Out of all the TNA titles.
1: Out of all the TNA titles, yes, but. My favorite title was the the eagle title. For the, the big Devils.
2: eagle. Uh,
1: yeah, the first one I won. Yeah. Uh, the TNA titles in my top three. I think it's third. The World Championship is second. I love the World Championship. The World title I mean, that w- was. One. Yeah.
2: The, the the one that looked like Ric Flair's 1986 crum or uh, the run style belt, the World Championship. Yes, yes,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: So there you go. It'd be number three here on his TNA titles. Francis Reyes, did you like the bearded look around that time of your career?
1: That's why I had it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I grew the beard. I uh, grew my hair out of my head when I had left. Uh, but but yeah, I thought it was a cool change. I, I thought I needed a little bit of a change at that point in my life. So I decided to grow the hair.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're back to the, to the clean shaven, which, and this, if you look at it now, though, it's like, man, you are already thin. So it makes your face even look thinner without, I the know
1: I look so drawn out right there.
2: <laughs> I'm like someone <laughs> throw him some milk and cookies or a protein shake. <laughs> Where's chicken snacks. When Kurt needed you,
1: look oh, at I your, lot of them. look at your footwear.
2: What those aren't traditional boots. Are they, are those standard? Oh,
1: no, they're, they're actually, um, believe it or not, they're like, uh, aerobic shoes. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: is, what is going on with Kurt Angle? Oh, he's getting sport? in
1: touch with my feminine side. <laughs> he's
2: wearing, he's wearing his aerobic shoes. He's yeah. ready to uh, jazzercise when the match is over. <laughs> uh, let's go on. Jason Bayless is up next as we watch Kurt working over sting here, Matt Morgan and Kurt working together against sting in this match. Referee Earl Hebner, by the way, we can't say enough good things about Earl. What a legend. He
1: is a legend. I love the guy.
2: Uh, Jason says, what are Kurt's thoughts on, and we talked about this a little bit, the legend's title. He lo- he said, I loved it at the start, but over time it felt like they flip-flopped it around so much that it started to not feel as special.
1: It wasn't as meaningful after a while. Yeah. They, they didn't, they didn't treat that belt very well. It, it, it flowed around to a lot of different people. Some people, you know, probably didn't even deserve to have it. So I, I think the the legend's title uh, Dropped dramatically in popularity. Definitely.
2: Do you think I'll take it a step further? The Legends title or a Legends Championship? Ha- there's room for it in today's wrestling world. Yeah, these are the hard-hitting probing questions. There aren't I'm... as
1: many legends today. <laughs> um, there will be future legends from today. But the, uh, here's the
2: here's my thing. Some of the guys that maybe you would think are like legends, they they carry themselves now. They look younger the guys in their forties that were like, you wouldn't even be able to tell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's, it's kind of hard because, you know, back then in the early two thousands, you know, you knew who the legends were. Yeah. The old guys looked old now, now you know, everybody's new and it's like, okay. Nobody's older now.
2: Oh. Well, not only that, listen, guys are able to keep themselves in better shape. There's things that you can do DDP yoga. Our surgeries have come a long, long way in terms of how you can recover quicker. Hey, you better. You look at
1: Chris Jericho and Ray. My Mysterio, goodness. Those yes. Those two, they do yoga every day, and that's why um, they were able to continue to be at their the level of performance that they're giving right now. Um, I wish I would have done that. I really do. I should be doing it now, and I'm still not doing it. But I should definitely get on a yoga program because it helps so many people. Hey, think about this. You got
2: Brock Lesnar, John Cena, uh, Jeff Hardy. All of them turned 46 this year. AJ Styles, 46, Kurt. When Hogan was 46, everybody was saying how he was too old. These guys are wrestling. You don't even think
1: about it. You're right. You're absolutely right. And that's probably why we don't consider them legends because they're not.
2: Yeah, they don't look like it. They look like retirement.
1: You know? Yeah. They
2: look amazing. They're, they're, th- yeah,
1: they, they look young and yeah, you're right.
2: Spry and fly AJ still flying around. Like you said, Rey Mysterio is just doing his thing and you would never and know and, the difference.
1: Th- all those guys you named are legends. They really
2: are. Yeah. Yeah. But they've been around the, the, the business for 20, 25 plus years. Uh, Francis Reyes, We got his question in shytown town wrestling kid. Here we go. Hey, Kurt. I recently got hit. Oh, we talked about this a little bit, I think, about the three bulging discs, and uh, you were giving him some stretches, or you told him, la- I think last week we got it into the show. You said traction, neck traction. Yep. Um, let's see what else he said. He said, I watched you winning the gold medal before every visit to my t- uh, PT appointment to pump me up and keep me v- motivated. Um, he said, I just want to say thank you. I can't believe... Uh, what you did as far as accomplishing a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. God bless.
1: Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. That means a lot to me.
2: He said, I can, really cool. he said, I can kill it in doing what I'm doing with my recovery if I know you, what you were able to do with your recovery.
1: Right, right. I, I'm glad I inspire people like that. I, that makes me really feel good. It, it should, nuts. Kurt. It's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Yeah, thank you. Dylan has another fun question here as we watch the match. So for those that are watching or maybe listening, we still have Matt Morgan in the ring. He's shedding the elbow pads. He's just elbowing Sting left and right. I mean, Sting looks like a bobblehead in that corner. Kurt, you're uh, on the outside of the ring. Matt's taking a bow to the fans, but it's Matt and Sting here that are working each other over. Dylan said, did Kurt ever think that Sting would be going as hard as he does today?
1: No. (laughs) I, I mean, the guy has to be what? In his mid-60s almost? Yes, yes, you're exactly right. Pretty close. Right. Yep. Um, it's just ridiculous. I, I don't know how he's been able to do this. Um, you know, with Sting, he keeps everything a secret, so you don't know what he's doing and how uh, how he's still as young as he looks, I have no idea because he keeps it a secret. Buddy, he
2: turned 64 this year. He's 10 years older than you.
1: Jeez. He looks great. He Think looks about great. that. Think I about it. I mean, I just saw him wrestle some gimmick match on AEW not too long ago. And I was like, I can't believe that he's still going this hard. It's crazy.
2: He says, uh, I got a follow-up to that. What has been Sting's best match since he came into AEW? Kurt, I know you're on a crazy schedule. I have a couple matches that I actually wrote down. Uh, Which ones? So I'll share them with you. But, uh, two of the ones that stick out to me. Sting, Darby Allen, and CM Punk versus the pinnacle. Okay. This was a dynamite. This is December 22nd, 2021, but you have MJF and FTR this, at this point, they were the pinnacle and, uh, man, it felt like an old school match. Uh, punk wore face paint, the honor sting, and it was big time received by fans. So that's a fun one. If you ever get a chance, you got to check that out. And here's another one. This one I was in attendance for. It was revolution 2022. All right. Want to hear this about sting? They had a street fight and it was sting and Darby Allen with Sammy Guevara against Matt Hardy, Andrade and Isaiah Kennedy. And miss, listen, they were battling outside of the ring. Sting goes up into the crowd and he jumps from the balcony onto the heels that were stacked up on multiple tables
1: (laughs) from the balcony, dude. He's crazy, man. I saw that. And that was one of the most ridiculous bumps I've ever seen. <laughs> he just
2: did something off, uh, off of the ladder, flying out of the ring through a table. And he looked like he kind of hurt himself doing that. He, he is unbelievable what he's doing right now.
1: It's crazy. I mean, the guy hardly ever gets injured either.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the the Lord is looking over him. That's for, that's for sure. Yes, he is. he, uh, he said, thanks for everything guys. Dylan said, he said, even if you guys are Pittsburgh Pirates fans, <laughs> he said, ju- he no said just, just kidding. I'm a huge, uh, St. Louis Cardinals fans. Hey, both of our teams are not doing great this year. The Cardinals are actually having a down year this year, but, uh, Dylan, we thank you so much for writing in, uh, Matt Morgan's gone for the pin here on sting. The referee is nowhere to be found because they're working on you, Kurt. Let's let's listen a little bit of this match as we continue to watch it together.
4: Well, you can see that you, you, well, he's trying to get his
5: attention. Oh, as, after, see it, to the well-being of somebody. With Sting going to hit the right Drop by Sting. Here we, her back Here, in. Count. Here we go. One, two, one.
2: <laughs> Matt Morgan is not being pinned yet by Sting. They're working on you on the outside. It looks like your shoulder. You look like you're in tears, buddy.
1: Yeah, but I think this is a work. Really seriously hurt.
2: Go to work
3: current angle hold the referee out after morgan and hit the carbon footprint you matt. You matt. You matt.
2: and the crowd chants you screwed matt the earl hevner i love it just like he was the one who screwed brett i love it
3: match, Kurt Angle, yes, as you said, Don, still the world champion, but the way that he accomplished it here, turning his back on the man that he had made the deal with the blueprint, Matt Morgan. Sting's got to
2: be front. And just like that, Kurt retains the championship. Meltzer said, uh, had a a few thoughts. Kurt retains the TNA title in a three-way over Sting and Matt Morgan and went 11 minutes, 22 seconds. And, uh, most likely it was angle, the ring general in this match who called it short. So do you remember
1: Uh, calling this match short? I don't remember calling it short. I know that that was not the finish. I don't know what it was supposed to be, but that wasn't it. Ah,
2: he said, uh, he said, that's kind of how this show was called. But uh, Sting would roll away. Angle pins Morgan, which we saw there at the end, to retain his title. Two and a quarter stars. This is why you didn't get five-star matches, buddy. You were just rustling for the wrong company. Um, right. Hey, were you the the one who called it to end early? Do you remember?
1: Or do you remember Yeah, I, I think Sting was supposed to stay in the ring, and he left. So I just told Matt just to take the ball. Okay. Uh, I don't know why, but some, it had something to do with Sting, but Sting left. So I ended up just saying, hey... Stay here. Were you happy with Wait. this at the time? No, no. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah, I wasn't happy at all. The match didn't go the way I was planned. Uh, Listen, have you noticed in the ring when Matt Morgan and Sting were in there for like five minutes arguing to the ref that was out with me? Okay. That match was just horrible. Okay. Having the ref outside with the engine. That really was. Makes no sense. He should have never left the ring. He should have been inside the ring the whole time. That was all bullshit. I don't know what happened, but that match was shit.
2: Yeah, no, hey, uh,
1: about it.
2: <laughs> now that you're, this is why we, we go back and relive your history. And some of them are going to be keepers. And this one was, uh, was kind of shit eh? Uh, and that's the way that it wrapped up, but Hey, listen, we're going to continue to go through Kurt's history. We're going to do more TNA. We're going to do more WWE and, uh, we're going to continue to have some guests on as well. So, uh, with all that said, if you want to continue to check out some of his top impact wrestling moments. You can do that by signing up at impactwrestling.com forward slash packages and sign up with code Kurt and you too can watch that match that we just watched along with some of the other pay-per-view matches from hard justice, 2009 and, uh, and check out all the, all the poll matches that they had, uh, cause there were quite a few. I'd love to hear how many they had in their existence. If someone Probably could come 150. Up with- If someone could come up for that, man, we'll give you a Kurt Angle t-shirt. Hey, listen, if your business targets 25 to 54 year old men, no better place than to do it right here than advertise with angle.com. Uh, why? Because listen, man, we've seen success with it for years here on the show. So check it out. Advertise with Angle.com right now and find out more about how you can be a part of what Kurt and I are doing every single week here on the Kurt Angle Show. Also check out AdFreeShows.com. Kurt and I are doing bonus shows over there and uh, having a lot of fun. So check us out over there. Also find us on social media at the Angle Pod. Go to YouTube.com forward slash the Angle Pod. Turn on those notifications, like and subscribe it. It helps. It helps blast our show to others that may not be following. So we would appreciate that. Kurt, before we get out of here as tradition on the Kurt Angle show, we got to talk about chicken snacks, protein, and Kurt Angle brand. Start with the chicken snacks, physically fit.com.
1: Oh, okay. Here we go.
2: (laughs) Kurt, did you knock yourself over over there?
1: My poster was falling off. The credenza. Whatever it is. Okay, what we have here are chicken snacks and Snack Smart Crispy Protein Bites. One's chicken protein, one's organic plant protein. We also have one with whey protein. There are 11 different flavors. Go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. Use the code ANGLEPOD and get 20% off your first order. Or go on the, on, the, on the website and become a lifetime member and get 20% off the rest of your life. You're going to love these. They're delicious. High protein, low carbohydrate. Go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. 11 flavors. They're all awesome.
2: Man, that sounds so great. I've had some. They're great. I've had pizza and I've had buffalo wing. You can't go wrong with the chicken snacks from our Olympic hero. Why don't you tell them about uh, your protein? Because I hear that it's cookies and milk style protein and it's very good. It's in GNC. Yeah. Uh,
1: I partnered with project one nutrition and they came out with Kurt angle, American dream cookies and cream protein. It's a uh, whey protein powder. It's the best tasting protein on the market. You're going to love it. Uh, the whole theme is cookies and milk and it's cookies and cream. You're going to absolutely love it. Go to You can go to any GNC across the nation. They have it in there right now in their stores, or you go to project and order it on their website. Uh, you can order it that way as well.
2: That sounds great, man. T- listen, do it for your Olympic hero, but better yet do it for your health. We all need more protein and less carbohydrates in our diet. Uh, with that said, finally, Kurtanglebrand.com. talk about what you need more of in your life. It is Kurt angle and you can find it there, whether it's, uh, you know, a milk carton, whether it's a cowboy hat, whether it's a cameo video, Kurt,
1: that's where they can find it, right? Yeah. T-shirts, autographed photos. We, we got everything. We got cowboy hats, milk cartons, The whole ball of wax. I'll say it every week. (laughs) (laughs) Go to Kurtanglebrand.com to to order yours, and I'll send it right to you. We are going to have a ball of wax
2: made (laughs) with Kurt Angle on it and sell it on the store one day. It's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) But listen, man, I've had a lot of fun with you today. We'll be back next week talking all kinds of stuff. So make sure you tune in. Listen, we love you, and thank you all so much for supporting our show. Make sure you tell a friend, tell a neighbor, uh, tell someone you don't like about the Kurt Angle show. And I promise they will be a fan on behalf of your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. This is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here next week on the Kurt Angle show.